Welcome to A Flame for Christ, humbly to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us on this 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time. The Christian Roman Emperor Theodosius had a rather large task on his hands. It really wasn't easy ruling the entire Roman Empire, which stretched all the way from Spain and England, down around the Mediterranean, through Turkey, through the Holy Land, and then all the way across North Africa. And this empire really combined a lot of different tribes and tongues and peoples and customs, and so tensions sometimes were a little bit high. So when the people of Thessalonica in Greece ended up rioting, Emperor Theodosius sent troops to quell the riot, but they went too far, and they massacred the entire city. Now St. Ambrose, who was Theodosius's bishop, wrote to him and told him that he needed to make a public display of penance for such an atrocity. The bishop refused to give the emperor Holy Communion until he had made public penance for this disaster. Now, much to Theodosius' credit, he did as he was told. He took off his royal robes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and walked barefoot to the cathedral in Milan, where Ambrose met him at the door. And Ambrose denied him entrance and said, Because this crime was so bad, your penance cannot be done in one day. It's going to take a while. And so every single Sunday, Theodosius would take off his royal robes and walk barefoot to the cathedral where he would stand outside praying until finally Christmas Day, St. Ambrose led him inside the cathedral and he was reconciled to God. Now I know in our modern day we hear this story and we say, well, St. Ambrose was so unwelcoming. Like he didn't welcome in, you know, this poor man. But no, he wasn't trying to be unwelcoming. Rather, he was waiting until the emperor was ready to put on his wedding garments of repentance before entrance into the wedding feast. All are welcome in the church, and all are called to repent. You know, if you read through today's gospel very closely, you'll notice that Jesus talks about three different groups of people. The first group is those who were invited but refused. And you know, we do see that in our world today among people who are the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. AP News last weekend just ran an article about the nuns, those who claim to have no religion which now they comprise about 30% of the American population, and 70% of those nuns are former Christians. You know, these are the people who, even though they're invited to an abundant life in Christ through the Eucharist and the sacraments, but they choose to abandon that for a variety of reasons. And I know that many nuns say they still believe in God, but God has made it very clear how to have a relationship with him. We have a relationship through Jesus Christ, and through the church that he established, and through his body and blood that he left us in the Eucharist. So to become a nun is to really eat from a dumpster while a wedding feast waits. Yeah, you might get full from eating from a dumpster, but you're kind of missing out on the abundant life that God has planned for us. And so I pray that none of us may become a nun, and that those of our families who belong to no religion may experience the spiritual hunger that drives them into the arms of the Catholic Church. The second group of people, though, are those who have accepted the invitation to the wedding. You know, the very imperfect Catholic writer, James Joyce, once said that the definition of Catholicism is, here comes everybody. And it's indeed a motley crew that the Lord has assembled and invited to his feast. If you want a perfect church, this one ain't for you. And actually, what a blessing that is, that the church is messy and imperfect and motley. Because let's be honest, whose life isn't messy and crazy and imperfect? As the Vatican II document Lumen Gentium states, the church is at the same time holy and always in need of being purified. And that's a good description of the members of the church as well. You know, much ink and pixels have been spilled lately about making the Catholic Church a welcoming church. So who is welcome in the church? 
The answer is everybody. Every human being from every race and culture and background is invited to come into the church. No matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you've done in the past, you are welcome here. But to accept an invitation, there are certain expectations. For example, if I was to accept a wedding invitation, I would have to dress appropriately and bring a gift. My brother and sister-in-law don't allow shoes in their house, so when I'm invited over to their house, I have to take off my shoes and pat around in socks. Or for example, you know, if I go over to someone's house, I'm not going to just suddenly raid their refrigerator or light a cigarette in their living room, right? So even though the invitation is offered to all, there's also an expectation for all. And our response to that invitation of Christ is repentance. And this brings us to the third group, or rather the third person. And this is the man who comes in without a wedding garment. This symbolizes the person who wants to be welcomed into the church, but refuses to give up the filth, filthy garments of their sin. Now, the church makes a distinction between sins of weakness and deliberate sins. Okay? All of us struggle daily with sins of weakness. You know, a harsh word, an impure thought, laziness, telling a white lie. You know, just the struggles that we do without thinking about it, just based on the weakness of our nature. But that's quite different from wanting to be welcomed in with a deliberate sin. That's a sin that we purposely choose to enter into. It's not just weak, but it's something that we choose intentionally. So examples can include like, you know, purposely holding a grudge or planning revenge, or like living in an intimate relationship with someone that we're not in a sacramental marriage with, or maybe being closed off to life in a marriage, maybe intentionally choosing a sports game or recreation over Sunday mass, cheating on our taxes, or harboring racism in our thoughts, or other sins where our hearts purposely choose to go against the commands of God. And many people in today's world want to be welcomed into the church while still living in a state of sin, unwilling to repent. But Christ makes it clear that all are welcome in the church on his terms, not ours. To experience the joy of the banquet means to give up the counterfeit happiness of sin. Repentance really is the ticket which gets us into that wedding feast. So my friends, the question of who is welcomed in the church and as corollary, who is welcome in heaven, is very simple. Everyone is invited and everyone is called to put off the rags of their sin through repentance and embrace the wedding garment of holiness that Christ has already purchased for us by his precious blood. You know, let's RSVP to that invitation quickly because the banquet awaits.